Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos, Jason and Alex back again for another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos. We are talking about week nine waiver wire ads to make here. Uh, Alex, how are you doing? We're halfway through the season here. You uh, you ready to make some moves that you need to to set yourself up for the fantasy football playoffs? Uh, probably not this week, quite frankly. Uh, not not a lot to talk about. I, I will say, w- way to sell it, first of all, on my part, but uh, we, we recorded a full podcast last week and it just didn't get published due to some technical difficulties we had on our end. It was an all-timer. We might post it in the off-season because it was so funny. We recorded it like midnight and didn't get done till one in the morning. It was craziness. Things that we're going to talk about on the show this week include, at the end, Jason made a completely bogus pretzel claim uh, about which pretzels would be better. So we'll, we'll cover that at the end here. Uh, he also said that me... Twitter poll is going to settle that. That me drinking milk with pretzels is, disgu- is disgusting. Is disgusting, which is just an awful take. Uh, Who the hell drinks milk with pretzels? Me, I also drink it with. Can popcorn. I ask you a question to answer honestly? It's perfect to answer offset. this honestly. Yeah, sure. You're you're knee deep in pretzels. Okay, you're just got a hanker in for pretzels. You are elbow deep in the bin. Rods, rods specifically, especially going in and out of my mouth. Yeah, uh huh. Especially if they're rod formed, in and out of your mouth, and then. To the left of you, on the stand next to the couch, okay. is a nice, cold, refreshing glass of milk. <laughs> no, I would pick. No! Mi- I would pick milk literally over everything. Beer, Coors Light specifically. I mean pretzels and beer. I mean that that is also good. But if I'm just like in my house and I'm milk. Hundred percent of the time. That's disgusting. Uh, it, it's that's 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 absolutely atrocious. You gotta have the fizz to get the the stuff down and out of your teeth and whatnot. No, but the, it's the while milk. that is horrendous. While that is horrendous, that is not even the worst combination that you talked about. Yeah, popcorn and, and milk. Also, no. also delicious. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, it like neutralizes Who the wants salt. Buttermilk. I mean, but who wants just buttery popcorn? Have you ever had animal cookies salty. with buttermilk in them? Because buttermilk is a very critical ingredient ingredient for animal cookies. Easy for you to say. One and two <laughs> struggled. Popcorn, yeah. with milk, yeah, with the kernels and then the milk, yeah. Can I ask what kind of milk you drink? Because I already know this is going to be tomfoolery. Uh, the best milk is Aldi skim milk. Skim. Okay, that's a, that, I respect you. I respect the skim milk. All these skim milk. I, I just the combinations are deplorable. Like milk goes with chocolate. Milk goes with make make Alex great know, again. I don't know what else to say. Dinner. Mag- milk Alex. <laughs> Whoa. Great again. Whoa. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> if I had nipples, would you milk me, Greg? Yeah. Okay. Right. 
Uh, all right, football, <clears throat> fantasy football. Uh, kind of kind of a weird week. Uh, not a lot to pick up. Guys that we've talked about in the past. Uh, also, along with... Uh, so Jason's going to have a segment here at the end, which uh, you'll find out here at the end. And we also started something called the Krogue Kicking Corner, the KKC, uh, last week. If, if you're just tuning in and, and you listened two weeks ago, uh, you might remember that I uh, recommended Brett Maher uh, he missed an extra point, missed two 50-yard field goals, and su- subsequently got cut. Uh, so uh, the crow kicking corner was off to a great start. Uh, what did not get published... I still don't like the three back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back hard K sounds that that makes. Yeah, the crow kicking corner, KKC, uh, is the... Uh, so after Brett, Ma- after Brett Maher, uh, we then transitioned into uh, McManus and uh, Dicker the kicker, uh, which were num- kickers two and three, didn't get published, which is a shame. Also, things that you missed last week on the episode was Jason talking glowingly about the one and only Taysom Hill, uh, which he's going to have to do again this week. And before we get started, I just want to say all aboard the Gus bus running back 16 on the season after another 20 point performance, three tutties uh, for the Gus bus. We have arrived. So, Jason, please tell me about players to pick up on the waivers this week. Yeah. Um, as, as you know, I called Taysom Hill last week. You did. You were very <laughs> glowingly. It was very tongue-in-cheek, but it was all accurate. And I do think he's still necessary to pick up going forward. Team high, 63 rushing yards, pair of rushing touchdowns. He is now the second highest scoring fantasy tight end. Uh, uh, What, over the last few weeks? Uh, Behind only Travis Kelsey. Yeah, pretty good. So, just unbelievable. I'm, I'm a believer in Taysom Hill. I think he is proving to be a multifaceted weapon. And is making up for a lot of the inefficiencies that Alvin Kamara is is displaying in that backfield right now. For the record, he's been um, good for the last two years when with tight end eligibility. He, ser- uh, yes, Taysom Hill has been. Yes, right. yeah, Kamara has been exceptionally inefficient this season. I mean, he's averaging less than four yards per carry. Um, is really not doing a lot. He's just a volume machine. Right. So Taysom Hill. Um, is, I mean, he what he threw one of the touchdowns to Shahid as well, I believe. So, just absolute beast, averaging 17 fantasy points a game, just ridiculous. Uh, since his breakout in week six, so get you some Taysom Hill, he's uh, he's out there, he's available. Um, we kind of move right past all the quarterbacks. I feel like we should, yeah, well, yeah, we'll go back to them, yeah, we'll, we'll backtrack a little bit. I don't think he had a passing touchdown this week, uh, I believe that was Derek Carr. But uh, again, Taysom Hill rostering only 15% of leagues. I do think he's addable. Uh, he is facing the Bears defense this week at home, uh, which is a pretty good matchup. Um, so if, if you are hurting at tight ends as the bye weeks start creeping in again, uh, Taysom Hill is somebody to add, but. Anyway, back to quarterbacks. I'm assuming you want to talk about. I mean, there's a bunch of guys. Oh, quite frankly, yeah. Sorry, he had 44 passing yards, not a touchdown. My bad. Yeah, um, um, I, I believe you want to talk about Kyler Murray. Probably uh, rostered in about 40 percent of leagues. He is the guy to stash. Uh, 
He's been a person that should have been stashed really since the beginning of the season. If your uh, league has an IR spot, he should have already been on somebody's bench in an IR spot. Um, but he averages uh, more than 20, fa- 20 fantasy points per game in his career. Um, and when he returns, he'll get, what, the Bears and the Eagles, which are pretty good pretty good matchups um, in the fantasy playoffs. So I'm, <clears throat> I'm stashing Kyler. Basically, if I have an open IR spot, I'm making sure that Kyler's in it. Even if I have Josh Allen, I'm stashing him because – not that I will use him, but that means somebody else can't. Yeah, to to be fair, I uh, playoff matchups of home against San Francisco at Chicago at Philly. I think you can only play him against Chicago. Uh, I I do not trust the at Philly matchup with the with the D line where they're just going to destroy him. Uh, and San but Fr- Sam Howell lit him up for four hundred yards yesterday. I know, but weather and I mean the fact that uh, Sam Howell isn't like five six uh, also helps. So. I mean, if if he's rolling, okay, I get it, but uh, I, I, that's a tough start. Sam Howell is six one. Kyler is five ten. That's being so, that's being generous. He's not five ten. So three inches. Mouse in the house. Three inches is the difference between a good time and a bad time. Is that what you're telling me right now? You know it. All right, well, then I'm in for a bad time, boys. I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, back on track. Hold on, how tall are you? So, Kyler, uh, tall enough. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just curious. Oh, five eleven. just a personal question. 5'11". Okay. And three quarters. Oh, um, Exactly. <clears throat> I feel like I'm counting my, my three-year-old child in months by saying that. <laughs> um. Uh, other QBs, Baker Mayfield has actually been like surprisingly productive so far this year. Um, there's some buys next week as well. I don't, I don't mind him as uh, like a bye week filling guy if if you're dealing with Brock Purdy or something. Uh, 21 plus fantasy points in each of his last two road games and 16 plus in all three. Travels to Houston. Um, Texans, I think, are sort of just like middle of the road when it comes to middle um, of the road keeping QBs down, uh, allowed about 250 yards and 100-plus passer rating to Bryce Young. Um, Mayfield throwing 35 passes a game. Like his receiving core, he's been surprisingly productive. I think definitely better than most analysts thought he would be, and Tampa's been better than most analysts thought that they would be. So I don't mind Baker either. Um, And I actually think, uh, as I mentioned, Sam Howell dicing up Philly last week for 400. Um, I think that maybe you could fire him up again against the Patriots on Sunday. Yeah, potentially. Uh, also, Derek Carr has Chicago this week, uh, which should be a good matchup after uh, you saw what um, what Herbert was able to do to the Bears. No pass, pass rush. Um, and probably a good spot for Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. And I mean, it's possible Kamara has like 15 catches this week against the Bears uh, with check down Charlie in his place. Um, Bryce Young has Indianapolis. Indianapolis has been in shootouts uh, and he has Adam Thielen to throw the ball to. Um, Will Levis, four touchdowns. Will Levis against uh, at Pittsburgh. Uh, 
19 of 29 for 238 yards and four touchdowns, three going to DeAndre Hopkins. How dumb does Gia Duddy look right now? Who? Gia Duddy was dating I, your boy Will Lattis. I shouldn't have asked. They were, I'm sorry, they everybody. Were at, That's my they bad. They were at the draft together, hanging all over him, little Miss Thing. And then this offseason, prior to the season starting, prior to him getting his shot, she gets stolen. Stolen from him by none other than Morgan Wallen. Stop chugging your milk and listen, damn it. It's delicious. Morgan Wallen steals Gia Duddy from Will Levis in his own town, Nashville, at a Morgan Wallen concert. And so they've been dating on and on, you know, kind of together. Isn't Morgan Wallen like the the most famous country artist right now? Yes. And Gia Duddy is very easy on the eyes. And so, so did she screw up? I don't like, I mean, again, I could lit. I, I mean, again, what, I'm a, sorry. what a get back. What a, what a get back, man. Your first game, you, you lose your girl to Morgan Wallen. You come back, you hang 240 yards and four touchdowns. There's got to be a tinge of regret there. Don't you think? I'm sure Will Levis had a great time in Nashville Sunday night. So country music's great, but I don't know. You know, Super Bowls last forever. Has Morgan Wallen written a song about that yet? Because I bet it's coming. I stole your no, girl he made a song and you about baseball. touchdowns. He made a song about baseball, the, the 98 Braves. He, I, don't think he, I don't think he's made a football song yet. So You know, I still have memories next of, 57 of song the 98 album. Braves where the Cubs made the playoffs after Brant Brown dropped the ball. Nafi Perez helped him get in with a home run for the Giants against Colorado. And then the Cubs. How old were you? And then the Cubs uh, got swept by the Braves after winning a one-game playoff. Um, and all I remember is the tomahawk chops and Andrew Jones going back so swiftly on a fly ball to center field. Said the said the announcer, uh, "I was ten. Thanks for asking." How the hell did you just remember all of that, dude? Like before we started recording. My wife told me that the dishes that I put away were dirty and I have like a photographic memory where I went and literally basically took every dish that I put away back out of the cabinets. I just have a freaky memory. So explain to me what taking them back out of the cabinets does for you. So we could wash them. You washed them again, even though they were already washed. They were not already washed. They were dirty. I put them away dirty. They were all pre-rinsed before we put them in the dishwasher and they looked clean because I had the lights dark because I was trying to get my daughter to go to sleep. And so I looked and thought they were all clean. And so I put all the silverware away and all the cups and all the the dishes and they were dirty. So then I had to go take them all back out of all the cabinets. so We could put them back in the dishwasher and actually wash them. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> because you heard the conversation between me and Hannah, and she's like, uh, those were those were dirty. I was like, no, they were clean. The water was on top of the cups. She's like, no, that's because I pre-rinsed them. And it turns out that she was right, because I'm an idiot. At least she tried. I, I mean... 
Yeah, I mean, I don't like putting the dishes away. I did it, and it didn't work out for me. Um, all right, on to running backs. Other P- other guys that uh, I've been high on that hasn't quite worked out for me. I think it's fun to start with Leonard Fournette, right, who just got signed uh, to the practice squad for the Bills, rostered uh, in hardly any leagues. Um, it would not at all be surprising if <laughs> Lenny is a big part of their goal line offense, right? Yeah, passing down too, maybe. Uh, I think I thought it was a pretty good passing down back in his day with Tom. Um, yeah, he's got great hands. Just a decent all-around back, yeah. So, you know, I think it's a shame for James Cook. I think everybody just wants James Cook to be a three-down back, and it's just really not going to be it. So uh, maybe between the 20s, but I don't know. Yeah. They really hate him around the goal line. Yeah, between Latavius and now potentially Leonard Fournette getting activated. Um after Damian Harris getting, uh, I guess they called it a concussion. They put him in IR. Um, it, it would not all be at all be surprising to see Fournette being a, a goal line back as we come down the stretch here, uh, where you know we talked about Singletary last year for the Bills uh, being a top, or was it last year? Or was it two years ago where he was like a top five back the last like six weeks of the year when the weather starts getting bad the bills really rely on their running game um and so it would not at all be surprising to see Fournette be a factor in that as as we head down the down the stretch here absolutely um outside of Fournette I mean you're not putting any fab down on Fournette are you one dollar I don't think you need to probably um are you putting any fab down on anyone that we've talked about so far? Any of the quarterbacks? Kyler, I would spend on. Any of the other quarterbacks, I would not spend on. I don't even know if I'd spend on Kyler. Honestly, like, if you're that desperate, um, like, I don't think that there's that many teams in your league that are going to be desperate to pick up a second quarterback. Like, if he's, well, if he's not already rostered, people probably aren't paying all that much attention anyway. So, I, yeah. I just don't think you need to spend on him. Okay. All right. Well, back to running back. Same team. Uh, Amari Demarcado managed about nine fantasy points yesterday. Uh, did rush for 78 yards on a hefty 20 carries against the Ravens. Um, I think he's definitely the lead back, at least until James Conner gets back from IR. Still no timeline um, for him. Yeah. So the only downside is he has the Browns in week nine. Um, you're not excited about starting him. He's definitely a running back three this week against Cleveland, but he needs to be rostered. Like he's a starting running back getting 20 carries against the Ravens. Yeah. Uh, at Cleveland this week is not, not exactly something that you want to write home about, uh, to start. But if you're desperate, uh, I mean, DiMarcado is really the, the guy that's not heavily rostered at this point, right? That that seems like an easy add. Um, yeah, I, I would say him or or even potentially Daryl Henderson um, is, is a fine. No, he's got a better matchup against Green Bay. And yeah, but he's splitting carries. I get it, but still, he's gonna be like they're gonna run the ball a shitload against the Packers if Stafford can't play. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. So you're talking about Stafford potentially being out, and then you're already just scrub running backs. Brett Ripien in at quarterback for the Rams. Your guy. They're talking about, 
Yeah, my guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, they're talking about signing John Wolford, former backup. My like, guy. It's, it's nothing but bad. <laughs> nothing but bad over there for the freaking Rams. And they look so good. I also pulled off that trade. Random ass in- quarterbacks. <laughs> exactly. I pulled off that Puka trade just in the nick of time. Although both both quarterbacks on both teams just got absolutely yeah. Would you demolished. W- would you like to tell tell the listeners your trade? Just because it's kind of no. Because it sounds no, one, it sounds too one sided. It's so funny. It does sound very one sided. I traded Puka. I traded Rasheed Rice, and I traded Brian Robinson for Justin Jefferson. T. Higgins and Elijah Mitchell because I have CMC. <laughs> Anything there? Any feedback? No, it's just it's just really funny because now you have CMC and Justin Jefferson, but Justin Jefferson also doesn't have a quarterback. So yeah, so I have the top two picks in the draft <laughs> plus T. Higgins, and I traded away Puka. And you're in first place. Who is a free agent? Rishi Rice, who was a free agency ad. And my eighth round draft pick in Brian Robinson for <laughs> Bell's first and second round draft picks because that's how fantasy's going for Bell. Um, I just love my favorite part about that entire trade was literally it was probably like a three minute span. I propose the trade. I get a question from Bell saying he hates it and then he accepts. And then not one minute later do I get a text message from you that just says people shouldn't be allowed to, to trade with you. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I, I didn't even see this trade went through. I was like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, this is stupid. Um, all right, other other running backs uh, to talk about. I, you have to assume that there's kind of going to be some attrition coming up here. Uh, side note, uh, Saquon getting like close to 40 carries uh, is not, not going to work long term. Uh, him, no. him getting three yards a pop uh, or whatever it was. So uh, trade deadlines tomorrow in the NFL or today as you're probably listening to this on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, we did not dress up this year because uh, I could not pull off Mark Davis uh, again because uh, my hair wasn't long enough. Um, so Tajay Spears, uh, Zach Charbonnet, uh, we already talked about Leo, Justice Hill, Royce Freeman, Zeke, Antonio Gibson, Rico Dowdle, Jaleel McLaughlin, Keandre Miller, Elijah Mitchell, Jamal Williams. Um, Like, if there's a backup running back and you have space, use your IR spot if you possibly can and just add a backup running back because odds are somebody's going to get dinged up here. All right. We still haven't talked about my guy yet. Oh. The one, the only, the what? He was a top three running back, top five running back to finish out the year last year over the final month of the season. My guy, Cam Akers. Oh, quickly, quickly becoming the RB one for the Minnesota Vikings. Who he barely played. Have to be barely played in the second half, though. Who are going to have to be much more run heavy with the disappearance of one Kirk Cousins, um, and the insertion of Jaron Hall into the offense. He might have barely played the second half. I, I think the I think the starters kind of got pulled a little bit. Uh, not Kirko, not in time anyway. But uh, he did by far have the uh, most meaningful play from the running back position, scoring the first rushing touchdown for the Minnesota Vikings this season against Green Bay in Green Bay. So love to see it. 
super happy that Cam Akers potentially has found a healthy landing spot. Um, no, he's not average, averaging a pretty yardage amount uh, on his rushing attempts, well under four. However, Alexander Madison might be hot trash. Yeah, it's possible. Madison, 16 for 31. Akers had nine carries for Oof. 19 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Akers had one catch for six yards, and Madison had one catch for two yards. You take you take Kirko out of the equation, and uh, not sure. <laughs> uh, very similar to to the Rams, right? Where you put in Wofford or your guy Rippy in, like you might. I, I don't Stop know. Stop calling him my guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm just trying to be consistent. Like that's all the listeners want. Just just consistency from podcasters. Uh, also, I was uh, I was watching. Side note, uh, we were watching Sunday Night Football last night. Just the Bears being bad. Uh, my wife had two glasses of like sweet tea at a barbecue place. She was like talking during the game, and I had to tell her to be quiet. Anyway, uh, so we we were watching. Alex. We were watching that's, halftime. That's rude. She's just blah, 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 blah. It's like, I'm trying to watch the game. Alex! I, what? So the she doesn't listen to this. It's fine. Hopefully she's not coming downstairs to beat my ass. All right. Um, so we were watching halftime, and I'm like, why are these guys wearing suits? Like, why are all these broadcasters wearing suits? Um, because I just think it's weird. And she said that maybe if we wore suits, that people would listen to us and watch us. Which I thought was kind of a cheap shot, which which maybe I deserved uh, after telling her to be quiet. But like, so that's that's marriage right there. Um, I would also like to mention that I do you watch Thursday Night Football at all? Hey, Whitworth. Yeah, I really I really love that he wears like a hoodie with a suit coat over it. And so I mentioned that on Thursday and she's like, I don't like that. And I was like, well, I do. So like, it's just, uh, all right. Anyway, sorry. R- random, random side note. Alex, be quiet. Okay. <clears throat> on to receivers. Can I get a pretzel um, now? Still no? No. Okay. God. Um, I am interested and in, intrigued at receiver with Josh Downs. Uh, he's now scored... 13 plus fantasy points in four straight games. He's a top 15 wideout over that span. Yeah. Um, the last two performances came against the Saints and now the Browns. The next two defenses on the slate are the Panthers and Patriots. So, I mean, if they're, you can do it against. They're slinging if it, you man. Can do it against the Saints and the Browns. I don't know why you couldn't do it against the Panthers and Patriots. So. Um, size, size doesn't always matter. Josh Downs confirms that. Um, I think he's a must roster, potentially must start, uh, in any size league that especially is PPR based. So, um, seven catches team high, 72 yards against the saints. Just absolutely is Minshew's favorite target. Yeah, I mean, at this point, he's basically on pace for, I don't know, 120 targets, if I had to estimate. 7, 5, 12, 3, 6, 8, 6, 9. Damn dirty fine. Um, I, so th- those were his targets. How much fabric are you spending on him if he's there? 
Um, so he's rostered in 51% of ESPN leagues. Um, I think he's probably 10 to 15% at this point, um, just with the consistency that he's had. Um, yeah. You know, we did I talk about this last week uh, or two weeks ago? Maybe like I had Pittman and Didn't him. Didn't you drop him? I did because I had Pittman on my team in our league. Um, that was stupid. Maybe. I mean, I also picked up Gabe Davis in that same league this week for free, which was also kind of stupid. Uh, Pittman's targets 11, 12, 11, 5, 7, 14, 5, 13. So I still think Pittman's the guy there that you want. Obviously, Pittman's wide receiver 11. Um, but Downs is is overly serviceable and is a, a flex-worthy player. Um, so if, if you're looking for depth, I think 10 to 15%, you got to spend it if you got it um, and, and should be added. Yeah, I think you're right in the 10 to 15% range. Remember, guys, you. if you're putting fab on anyone, you do not want to use a an increment of five in your bids if you actually want the player. So if you want to spend 15, spend 16 instead, because a lot of people do bids that ends in five or zero. I was going to make reason. fun of you because uh, there was somebody that was a free agent this past week, and you bid nine, and somebody wanted a 10. And I was going to make fun of you about it, but I don't remember who it was. I didn't want to go the full 10. You know, it just fe- 10 felt a little spendy. <laughs> and I think that was Downs. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, last week. I think it was Downs because uh, I didn't think he should have been a free agent, but he was. So it's true. I got Cam Akers instead, and all is well. I think you'd rather um, have Downs. <laughs> yeah, but I also have too many receivers with with the rest of my roster. So... Uh, I did land last week in free agency our next guy, which is Tank Dell, also rostered at that 50% bubble. Um, you know, he was injured, went out with a concussion, had like six targets in the first or second quarter when he got injured a couple weeks ago, uh, missed a game because of the concussion, and then had a bye week. And, you know, he was dropped in like 15, 10 to 15% of leagues, and then um, started getting a little of that steam back as far as the ads go going into this past weekend. Um, You know, I was certainly, certainly a little disappointed. I mean, not a little, I was disappointed in Dell's output, Um, but he's been very hit, been very hit or miss. um, The Houston Texans only throwing the ball like 24 times didn't help matters. Um, and losing to the Panthers 15-13, just like a really crappy game. Um, they play the Buccaneers and then the Bengals the next two weeks. I am a believer in Tank Dell. They are trying to find creative ways to get the ball into his hands, including a couple end-arounds, rushing attempts. Um, so he had three carries for 15 yards. Um, in his four games prior to being injured, he was averaging almost 15 fantasy points a game. So... You know, between potentially some limited usage in his first game back, just a really crappy game script, uh, not a lot of passes, and then you know, just it being what it is. I'm not, I'm not super worried about rushing to judge or drop Tank Dell. I'm gonna keep holding him. So, all right, there you go. Um, can we talk about somebody that is a top 15 wide receiver so far this year and is available in, I don't know, 80% of ESPN leagues? Yeah, who's that? Uh, Rashid Shahid. Rashid Shahid, not available in our league. My brother 
is the Shahid, I don't know, believer. He's been starting him almost religiously for, since the first couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, which um, is funny. Just because his team's, yeah, I mean, because his team's bad, yeah. for being honest. Well, yeah. I mean, he's going to have only you know two to five targets a game. But if he catches one or two of them, he's double-digit points. Like uh, Double digits. That's correct. Yeah. No, I'm not going to say that's not a thing. It's more annoying than it is fun. Uh, Rashid Shahid. I would rather not have Shahid, and I would rather add a guy like Quentin Johnston. Uh, rookie for the L.A. Chargers. Uh, first rounder. Enjoyed a breakout game of sorts. Um, granted, you know, it obviously took an injury to Josh Palmer for that to finally happen. They just everybody hates rookie wide receivers. Um, and obviously, you know, the second caveat to that was, yes, it was the Bears. Uh, it was it was also still just 10 fantasy points. Um, regardless, he had six targets, five catches and 50 yards on Sunday Night Football. So it was good to see him get mixed in. Um, I think, um, you know, hopefully for that offense and that team's sake, he'll continue to be mixed in more as the season progresses. Yeah, other guys that had uh, okay weeks. Uh, the ghost of Brandon Cook showed up. He caught a touchdown for the second straight game that he played in. Uh, he has four targets in every game except for one where he had seven uh, that he's played. So um, I, I don't think he's worth adding, but I uh, wanted to mention him. Uh, Khalil Shakir uh, played pretty well for the the Bills on Thursday against Tampa Bay. Six car- Six targets, six catches, 92 yards. Um, he's caught, he's caught every target that they've thrown to him this year, except for one. He's a robot. He's pretty good. Um, so they, that's uh, wild. They, yeah, that's really weird. Right. So, um, four, four for 35 on four targets uh, a week ago, six for 92 on six targets this past week. Um, after only having one target each of the first, I don't know, five weeks. So, um, somebody that I guess you could add if you're in a desperate spot, because I mean the Bills sling it, and he's rostered in, uh, my, in like nothing. So, my end of bench stash. Uh, let's pour one out for Kendrick Bourne suffering a torn ACL last week, or this this last week anyway. Um, pour one out for Kendrick Bourne, um, but. Demario Douglas yeah. is a little intriguing for me. He's he's looked like he has some juice to him. Uh got got some nice wiggle. He's only 5'8, 190. Um, rookie out of Liberty College. Um, but again, Liberty, he Liberty, looks like Liberty. He can make some moves. I think he might be the guy to have in that offense uh with Kendrick Bourne going down. So that is my last wide receiver that you should stash obviously Rasheed Rice if we haven't we haven't talked about him but I feel like we've been talking about Rasheed Rice yep uh Demario Douglas 77% of snaps uh had a 24% target share for the Patriots this past week uh upcoming is uh Washington and Indy at home um those are pretty good matchups uh even though it's hard to trust Mac Jones yeah, hard to trust Mac Jones for sure. Did have seven targets, turned it into five for twenty-five against Miami. So, uh, I know we, okay. I know we led the podcast off with, uh, with Taysom Hill, um, but another tight end that maybe you should take a look at adding is Trey McBride for Arizona. Uh, Zach Ertz, uh, I believe, is out, um, and so yeah. in comes Trey McBride, who had a pretty nice week. 
Yeah, um, I mean, the, the dynasty people know about Trey McBride, man. Second round draft pick was the number one tight end draft in his in his draft last year. Um, absolutely incredibly talented. Ten, 10 for ninety five on fourteen targets, thirty eight percent target share this past week. Dobbs going out, but uh, they're, they're going to start somebody else in in Arizona. But he looked great. He absolutely did. So I'm excited to see what Trey McBride can do, given a full chance to shine. Thank you for bringing it back to tight ends, because that actually brings me to my defense of the week. Hold on. As I sling some D here. Yeah, so uh, our first day, first, so we kind of had the first segment where Jason's going to give everybody his D uh, pick for uh, this upcoming week. almighty. So Jason, please uh DOA. Yeah, so so you brought it to tight end. Um in week eight, Darren Waller had fifty seven percent of the Giants receiving yards. Did you know that? Darren Waller had four <laughs> receiving yards. <laughs> yeah, he was hurt. He played he got one pass and went out. Fifty seven percent of the Giants receiving yards. Darren Waller. Four yards. Well, didn't they end up having negative pa- total passing yards because negative. of sacks? So wasn't it like infinity? Negative one. <laughs> negative one. Infinite amount of passing yards or receiving um, infinite. yards. Yeah. And next week, the Giants play the Raiders, and the Raiders are at home. I like the Raiders. <laughs> I will take the Raiders. Well, you, so. you don't like Danny DeVito being the Giants quarterback? exactly he's the trash man he played five years at syracuse and illinois he is not meant to play in the league um sounds like tyson las vegas las vegas defense double digit points in three of the last four games including tonight against detroit currently sitting at 13 fantasy points did they really uh oh they had a pick six that's why yeah, a defensive score, three turnovers, and a sack. They're they're doing all right, even against the Lions. So, uh, I think that I think they'll be just fine against that rip roaring New York Giants offense at home. So, that's my D of the week. Thank you, Jason, for the D. It's time to go to the Krogue kicking <coughs> corner, the KKC. Um, so again, two weeks ago, Brett Maher he got cut. Uh, this past week I gave, uh, even though it wasn't uh, broadcast anywhere, but I, I pointed out kickers two and three uh, in top scoring this past week. Jason, do you have any idea where I'm going uh, for kickers this week? I'm sorry. I've stopped listening. I was watching. You asked me a question about kickers. Yeah, you want to know where where you're going? Yeah, where I think you're going. That's correct. So, what's the are, what's the roster like ownership deadline that we're going with? Are we going like a little young way coup here at you know against Minnesota week nine? Yeah, so that's so I think I, that's pretty tasty. I, I did Brandon McManus, who was at thirty percent coming into the week, uh, and okay. I had Dicker the kicker was the other one who was at thirty six. So I'm going to try to hit you with an under 50% rostered kicker uh, to pick up. Young Way Koo's at 49. I like that a little bit. Uh, Brandon Aubrey 
uh, is is the pickup this week. He's the Cowboys kicker. Currently, kicker five on the season roster in 43% of leagues. Uh, they're at Philly. Uh, it would not at all surprise me to see the Cowboys move the ball uh, and stall in the red zone at Philadelphia. Um, so Brandon Aubrey is my uh, kicker of the week in the Krogh kicker corner. Uh, we will be... Uh, trying to keep track uh, as we go down the stretch here of, of how... Yeah, that's a terrible choice. I would recommend Blake Group again. Uh, that's Alex Krogh's mini-me if you have not seen him. <laughs> a side-by-side side of him. I mean, he could be like your... I don't even know. Like your stepsister's child. Like you guys... If this was in the hills of West Virginia... I think he could be your son or brother, depending on age and relationship. Or lover. Um, exactly. Blake Group, though, uh, currently kicker number six overall at the position, averaging about 10 points a week. Recommended him last week. Uh, delivered that, that nobody eight heard. fantasy points. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nobody, nobody heard. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but the next two weeks, they have Chicago and Minnesota. Pretty good domes. So there you go. Yeah, they have uh, Chicago at home and at Minnesota. So domed kicking conditions. And uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, something we talked about last week. Um, and I just think it, it bears repeating um, ta- talking about the D uh, is just to talk about the, the Chiefs uh, who, you know, again, had six sacks against Denver even though and they lost, uh, they gave it the most points that they've allowed all year. Um, so o- over the next couple of weeks, they have Miami, a bye week in Philly, which is not great. And so KC is owned in 71% of leagues now. Um, that's up 16%. So they were around 50% going into this week, mostly because of the Denver matchup. A ton of people are going to drop the Kansas City Chiefs over the next two, two or three weeks between Miami, by Philly. And then it's at Las Vegas, at Green Bay, home against Buffalo, at New England, home against Las Vegas, and home against Cincinnati. They can be a top five defense down the stretch. And so as your roster construction kind of takes shape, at New England, home against Vegas uh, for the fantasy playoffs is pretty tasty. And somebody that I'm going to be looking to target uh, down the stretch here to hold on my bench so I can deploy them uh, the last five weeks of the season. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I am I'm a little nervous about whether or not I am able to drop them safely if you are going to pick them up and put them on your bench. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I probably will. Um, it kind of depends on, on bye weeks, um, but I'm pretty sure I can drop down to Foreman. Uh, to to do that and and mix and match, or at least have the threat of doing it, so that you have to carry two defenses for the next month, which I know there's no chance of you doing that. <laughs> so, um, but if it, probably not, yeah, there, there's no way that you do that, no, knowing how you how you do things. So, uh, I I do think that the Chiefs are somebody that you know maybe you don't need to do it this week, maybe you don't need to do it during the bye week, but I would pick them up before the Philly game for sure so that you get the benefit of them down the stretch. 
Maybe I'll just play the Chiefs next week. Miami at home? Uh, they're in Germany. They'll be doing the chop? Actually. Okay. Okay. In Miami and Germany, I mean, there's big... If there's one thing I can count on in Germany, it is support for Taylor Swift. And that means screaming for Travis Kelsey and screaming against Miami. I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I mean, the Germans just love Taylor. Is that, I just think everyone loves Taylor. I think Taylor is probably bigger than NFL football in Germany is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. You know, I I guess. Uh, all right. Anything else that you'd like to talk about? Oh, uh, pretzels. So you said that, Mm. that dots pretzels. Yes. Are those are those rod pretzels or are those like, you know, a traditional like hard, like loop de loop pretzel? They are sort of a mixture, if you will. So dots pretzels are like small sticks. You know, not are they like are they like, skinny? Or yes, they're like twists. They're more like little baby twists. Yay, yay long. You know, probably two to three inches long twists. They're flavored. The original season ones are incredible. Clancy's pretzels. Uh, they also are have so a good, Southwest season. I'm sorry? So Clancy's pretzels are just so good. Clancy? Clancy's. Who's Clancy? They're from Aldi. Aldi pretzels, man. Okay. All right. Well, if you've never tried Dots before, you're really missing out. So I'd recommend just the regular red bag. Of Dots Home Style Pretzel, the original season. It is fantastic. I'll put you on. All right. Uh, if I'm going to put you on to, to Tots Pretzels, I got to take it a step further. Um, <clears throat> we discovered Starburst flavored Jello, and we made a Tupperware container of Starburst flavored Jello shots this weekend. And it was fantastic, can I just say. I don't know if you're too old, too mature for jello shots when you're over there doing milk shots. Do people do shots of milk? You probably do. You look like you have been. Um, So, you know, just in case you decide to be young and rebellious and get away from the teat, try a jello shot with Starburst Jello. It's fantastic. Not a sponsor, by the way. Yeah, You'll uh, come? What? For, for for the record, uh, none of our uh, segments are sponsored, uh, so just just want to put that out there. Um, I still can't believe Manscaped paid us to read ads a couple years ago. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. Dude, we could we could still. I still have the old promos. If you want to talk about Santa Claus giving you or whatever, having something to be thankful <laughs> for. Yeah, Santa sliding down your chimney or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think that's it. Uh, week nine in the, oh, incoming, uh, just kind of crazy. We're, we're almost there. Uh, I started at 0 and 3 in our league and now I'm 5 and 3 in second place. Yeah. Third place. Second third place? Second or third place. Um, so I went, went 4 and 0 again this week. Uh, so think things are looking up. I got, uh, I got a shot to win it. Wow. Got, got a shot to win it in all four, which is, is all I can ask for. 
Yeah, this is the best team you've had in our league for a long time. So congratulations. Welcome to the uh, top of the mountain. I am very excited for you to have a high enough draft seed to be on the other side of the bracket at the end of this whole shebang. Yeah, it's nice. And may you, may you and your skim milk take an early exit in the fantasy playoffs, I hope. I mean, I'm coming for that number one seed. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice having uh, my worst position start uh, that I am currently projected to have next week is 16 uh, on the season, and that includes Garrett Wilson, Jonathan Taylor on the bench. Gross. Potentially, uh, who have the the best matchups of the week. So um, it's fun to, fun to have a good team uh, that you just, like you, you open up the app on Sunday. Oh, just to talk about apps real quick. So Yahoo, I don't know, two or three weeks ago started rolling out that like active score on your homepage of the iPhone. And I, that thing's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that ESPN should definitely have. I don't know why ESPN doesn't. Um, I, I really enjoy having the, the fantasy score pinned to my uh, home screen. screen at all yeah. times. Yeah, it's just really cool. Um, and I, I, I think they rolled that out in the middle of the season. Maybe it was was on at the beginning and i just didn't know what button to click or whatever but uh once i wouldn't surprise me (laughs) once uh once i saw that i was like oh sweet this is really cool yeah i you are starting two tight ends and leaving jonathan taylor on your bench next week see this is why i know you're not gonna like yeah i can beat that guy in the playoffs just i can beat that guy it's just fun to to do all the the ranks right so like if i move if I move this correctly, like my oh, you're just looking at where they're currently ranked at. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. So like I can, gotcha. I can really, uh, yeah. So all of a sudden I'm ranked for one, projected for one twelve without a kicker. So just a, an easy hundred and twenty average uh, going right now with with Devon Achan uh, in the IR slot. So. Uh, that that team is just just nasty. Um, so uh, it looks like A Chan's going to be back week eleven. Uh, so for you, uh, I I mean he's, somehow he's only rostered ninety one percent of leagues. If he's available, you should go pick him up because he's coming back. Because uh, Mostert has kind of looked old uh, the last couple weeks, and I think it's clearly clearly A Chan when he gets back. So yeah, yep, yeah. He should be rostered in absolutely 100 percent of leagues. He's incredible. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the knee injury doesn't take out a, a half step because that would make him human. Barely. Yeah. He's he's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, appreciate you guys. Sorry we weren't here last week. We should be all the way through here uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, I'm going to be in Tennessee in a couple weeks, uh, so I'll be I'll be doing the remote thing. Uh, the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. I I think I'm doing a pro dad move. Um, So we're going down to Sparta, Tennessee, which is like an hour and a half east of Nashville uh, on the 15th of November or something like that. And so I looked up flights on Southwest and there was a morning flight at like 6 a.m. or something like that. And the flights were like 20 or $39. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, let's just let's just fly because that'll be easier. But we can't bring all of our shit that we have on the airplane because there's just so much of it. 
And so yeah. there was a slightly later flight. And so I'm waking up at like 4.30 in the morning and driving down to Nashville. And my mom's... <laughs> and my mom is going to take Hannah and the kids and drop them off at O'Hare. And she's going to fly them down on an airplane and I'm going to pick them up in Nashville. What? Yeah. That's the most efficient thing that you came up with? Yeah, because like... So Cap is, you know, a year and four or five months and Maggie's three. So to get them down there like in like happily and for me and Hannah to not kill each other or the kids in the car on the way down, we're going to fly them down because it's like a 10 and a half hour drive or nine and a half hour drive. If you like just went straight through and with how many stops you're going to have to make with the kids and stuff, it's going to be like a 15 hour drive. So how long is the flight? I don't know, like an hour and 25 minutes, hour and a half. Okay. So, so just make 150 other people miserable for an hour and a half instead of. No, most kids aren't that loud on planes. And it won't. Be, no, they don't scream. No. The ear popping doesn't do it to them. No. Maggie's been fine um, okay. on her flights. And so, well, you just got to, like, Cap will have his passing to suck on, and we just need to get Maggie some water. But she's flown before, fine. Um, so we can just plug her in and Cap will just be a beast on the airplane. So I feel like we're doing a pro move on the way home. We're just driving back. Uh, and can take our time, whatever. Um, but getting, d- yeah. getting down there, like if it was bad going there, I just, I don't know. So I feel like I, that was a pro dad move. That was nice. Well, the only thing I can think of is then you'll have a vehicle with car seats in it that. You know how everything works. Exactly. You're not paying for a rental and yep. dealing with that headache. And yeah, that's exactly. So ex- I'll give you the kudos there. Yeah, I just feel like it's really, I don't know, smart or yeah. taking advantage of it. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. That's using your dipstick. I have some. Uh, I have some friends traveling in to see me this weekend. We're going to a bourbon barrel tasting festival down in Chicago. Sounds like uh, a this mess. Weekend. I'm really excited. Really excited about. Uh, uh, The claim is that there's a a small portion of the event that will be for uh, wimps to to taste light beer in, but the bulk of it is going to be everything barrel-aged. So it's going to be quite the festival. But uh, one of my friends uh, was also trying to talk me into going half in on a cow with him and doing like a half of a half. Um, Oh, you should do that. And. I, I'm I'm interested in it, but I think it's going to be a lot of ground beef at the end of the day, um, which reminds me of one of my favorite jokes, Alex. Um, what do you call What do you call a cow with no legs? I don't know. Ground beef. What do you call a cow with two legs? I don't know. Your mom. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> you can have one. That one's free. You can have that one. All right, guys. Well, this is the last episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos ever. I uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the podcast because uh, this is now over. Oh, go drink some milk. I will. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. 
Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.